I don't know if SpongeBob's a good marker for real life experiences. Yeah, it is. You know, everyone was like, man, Patrick was like, you ever, you ever wonder about how Patrick really is not a very good friend to SpongeBob? Sure. Because like in that episode where his breath smells really bad, but Patrick doesn't have a nose, so he can't smell it. Yeah. He just assumes SpongeBob's really ugly, and that's why people can't stand to be around him. Is the message of that episode that you can't be a good friend if you're stupid? <laughs> I feel like that might be the message of every SpongeBob episode. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's just I just thought it was really funny. Cause there are times when Patrick and SpongeBob are like good for each other because they're yeah. both stupid. Yeah. And they're terrible for Squidward. Yeah. Yeah, Squidward. Yeah, Squidward. Yeah, Squidward. Anyway. That's not good for Squidward. Yeah. That gets on Squidward's nerves. Yeah. You ever wonder how, like, when you're a kid, you never realize that you're going to grow up to be Squidward? Right. You know? Yeah, Squidward is the uh, depressed adult. And, yeah. And SpongeBob and Patrick are the stupid kids. Yeah. That, like, cause the adult to be depressed in the first place. Yeah. So you don't want to be Squidward. Yeah. But you don't necessarily want to be SpongeBob because he causes problems. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, he's also a good person. Yeah. He does good things. He's he works really hard. He does. He he's a hard worker. Yeah. He really is. He care he cares about his job. That's a good thing. Really, to, you don't want to, to be do. like Patrick, who's just like a lazy dumbass who doesn't do anything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be Mr. Krabs. Yeah, because he's very greedy. He's hard to work for. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be Mrs. Puff. Actually, I don't know what the message with Mrs. Puff is, because she's like a really good teacher, but SpongeBob just crashes into things all the time, and she's like, Why, SpongeBob, why? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is there's, uh, you don't really... Like, SpongeBob, I guess he's usually happy. Yeah. But he makes other people sad. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The SpongeBob's teaching you young, you're going to make people sad. <laughs> but also you'll bring joy to their lives at the same time. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he brings joy to people's lives. At to at times. me and you, that's who. Well, not just me and you, but like, you know, in the SpongeBob movie, he saves the whole town. Yeah, okay. So. Saves king poseidon's yeah. crown you ever like and the whole get, town like really annoyed about the fact that you watch the spongebob movie and there's like character designs and stuff mm -hmm. that are like totally different from stuff that's in the show like neptune is like a bald kind of like slightly overweight guy but he showed up in an episode before that where he was like really buff and awesome oh really yeah because it was the cook-off episode where you know poseidon was like I can cook better stuff than you. And he does all this awesome stuff to make like 80 million burgers for everybody. And SpongeBob's just busy cooking his one. And he's like, you got to cook food with love for it to taste good and blah, blah, blah. So were you a Nickelodeon boy? I liked SpongeBob, Rugrats, CatDog. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch Rugrats. Yeah, I heard about that. Because they were ugly. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I don't know if I've if I've talked about that on the show, but uh, mom said can't watch Rugrats because it, yeah. it's gross. Yeah, and she said what? that 
the same thing about Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but I just watched Ed, Ed and Eddie anyway. Yeah. See, I always liked, I always favored Cartoon Network more because when we were kids, I felt like they had the better cartoons. Mm-hmm. But Nickelodeon did have like a handful that I was like, I was really into, like Danny Phantom, yeah, The Odd Parents. Actually, really, I just liked both. You know what? I never, you know what? Everyone is always talking to me about, like yeah. that. I like just everything goes over my head every time. I never really watched the Disney Channel when yeah. I was a kid. So like people will start referencing shows that I just didn't watch because I was busy watching good cartoons. Good cartoons, not like Disney Channel shit. What did Disney Channel have in the way of cartoons when we were kids in the nineties? I mean, that's a good question because I don't know because I didn't watch any of them. Yeah. Because all I remember is like live action I mean, yeah. shows. Yeah, I remember so like Raven. I watched like the live action of like Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire at the same time. We're gonna switch. Did you bodies. watch? Did you watch Lizzie McGuire? I watched Lizzie McGuire. I liked Lizzie McGuire. I'm a big, I'm kind of like a closet Lizzie McGuire fan. Oh yeah. Like to the point where, it's funny, where I wanted to get tickets for her concert one time. Like man, really? a long time ago. Like, I don't know, 2004 or 2007 or something like that. Yeah. And like, I wanted to go really bad, and my parents were just like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" You're, you're a boy you know putting, oh no putting those gender things on me yeah i mean now they wouldn't do that like it's funny how times change and your parents change and they're like oh yeah maybe we shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> so because you know they're learning to be parents they're well. learning to be parents yeah. well, like you know like it's a learning everyone's it, when you get older you realize everyone's just learning yeah you know isn't that like weird as they go along isn't that weird that your parents don't know everything I know, right? And when you figure it out, you're like, oh, wait. holy crap. There were times when I totally could have won an argument. <laughs> <laughs> and when you get older, you start winning arguments sometimes. Yeah. But then, like, you don't really win because then they'll just ground you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never, uh, like, worried my parents in terms of, like, liking girl stuff, even though, as you yeah. know, I really liked the powerpuff girls oh yeah but i, mean, I like, guess well, like, my parents were fine with me liking the powerpuff girls yeah like i went to see the powerpuff girls movie in theaters that i didn't actually do so and i saw like a few pokemon movies in theaters i think like the first three mm-hmm. there was like the first one i think was like what mewtwo and the pichu movie yeah and then there was and then after that it was like lugia i think oh I See, I really, I stopped paying attention to Pokemon yeah. after first gen. Yeah, and then the third, well, this is still first gen, I think. Lugia, I've never, I don't know who that you is. Know, it's like a god Pokemon or whatever, you know. And the third one had like, I forget his name, but he kind of looked like a, a mammoth. Hmm. So, I can't remember his name. That sounds less exciting, to be honest. Yeah, well, like, he was like a cool looking mammoth, though. He had like oh. designs and shit. Like, it was. Like, from Ice Age? Yeah, and he like, was like all, he, you know, he he had like you know what you would probably like that one because it has some weird if I remember correctly I haven't seen it since I was a kid mm-hmm. but it has some weird like and now that you've gotten me into David Lynch a little bit mm-hmm. there's some weird Lynchian imagery in that movie <laughs> and I'm like this is a kids movie hmm. like looking back on it it's really trippy and weird anime is not afraid to be really <laughs> weird yeah my funny story my uncle like you know my, my uncle is my uncle Thomas. He's like the coolest dude ever. But even when I was a kid, there was stuff that I would watch that he would just hate. Like he would just be like, oh, yeah. I don't like this. Like, I don't get why you watch this. This annoys me. Like, you know, like that happens. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm sure you, you have nieces and nephews. So. I don't. Uh, I mean, they're young enough where, like, I don't blame them for what they watch. Yeah. 
like you know like well like they watch Paw Patrol, which is like really yeah. young. Well, stuff. Well, yeah, that's really young stuff. But like, so like I have no yeah. stake in that. <laughs> yeah, but like when they start getting a little older, you might start watching some like more cartoons with them. Yeah, I mean it was funny as they'll still be watching SpongeBob, but they'll be like bad SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, but they'll really like it, and you'll be like, ugh. Yeah. Um. But anyway, like, cause my uncle was the one who would like. Like, I'd watch Saturday morning cartoons with him a lot. Like, if I was at his... Because I would often spend the night at my... I thought it was my grandma's house, but then later I found out my uncle was It was actually house. your sister's house. Yes. I don't have a sister. <laughs> no, it was your uncle's house. Yeah, it's my uncle's house, and she actually rooms with him. Plot twist. It wasn't a situation where, like, the person that you thought was your mom was actually your sister all along? No, I didn't have, like, a Game of Thrones situation <laughs> going on. Do you know who that happened to in real life? No. That happened to Jack Nicholson. Wait, what? I'm a big Jack Nicholson. How did I know this? Yeah, let me let me look this up. It, it's it's like a real life Chinatown happened to him. Holy shit! That just proves he should have won an Oscar for that movie, right? <laughs> did he find out before Chinatown or after? I don't know. Hold on. Holy crap! His mom is his sister. Wait, how does that work? Well, it's not like literally his mom with his sister, but he the person that he thought was his mom was actually his sister. Oh, oh. So it's okay. I thought there was some kind of weird inbreeding thing you were trying to tell me. No, like, wait, that doesn't that, make I mean, any that's, sense. You can't have a, a person who's your mom and your sister. Well, that, that's how it is in in Chinatown. Like that, it, the character that that actually happens, doesn't it? I don't remember. Like it's one of my favorite movies. You think I'd be able to remember? You can't have someone who's your mom and your sister. Well, no, I think I think like in in Chinatown, the the guy uh, has sex with his daughter, and then they birth a child, and so the woman's like, "She's my daughter oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, my yeah. sister." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Jack Nicholson grew up believing that his mother was actually his sister. Oh, I have I have it the other way around. Okay. At age thirty-seven, Jack Nicholson discovered the woman he'd always thought was his sister was actually his mother. And this is from Snopes, which verifies... Yeah. Oh, holy crap. Uh, urban Legends. Wow, Jack. Um, That's crazy. In June 1974, the mystery of Jack's birth came to light just as it, his movie Chinatown was scheduled to open in theaters. Oh my god! In preparation for a cover story on Nicholson, a Time magazine reporter phoned Nicholson to check on the extraordinary information that had been unearthed. Jack's sister, June, was in fact Jack's mother, and a man claiming to be his father was alive and well in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. The news about Nicholson's parentage turned out to be true. Jack, born on April 22, 1937, had been the illegitimate child of 17-year-old June Nicholson. Nicholson had spent his life up to age 37 assuming that his biological mother, June, was his sister, and that his maternal grandmother, Ethel May, was his mother. Even on their deathbeds, neither June nor Ethel May had offered up the truth. And I like how there was a burp written at the end of the article. Yeah, I, I had to read it as read as yeah. written, you know. Man, what the fudge? Man, that's insane. God. Wow. That's like as... That would explain, like, after Chinatown, why he started getting a little crazier. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that I've known up to this point is a lie. Yeah. So, so then he's just like, well, I'll just go off the rails then. I don't care. Yeah. Holy crap, man. Can you, wow, can you imagine finding out that your mom is your sister? 
like, first of all, my mom's 50, so, like, that would be really crazy. That would mean that my real... Oh, my God, man. Yeah, well, so in his or case... Or that your sister's your mom, sorry. In this case, the, his mother was 17 years old when she had him. Yeah. I don't... I, what I don't know is, like, did he know that, that was, there was that big of an age difference? Because you kind of have to. I mean, yeah, he probably knew, but, like, that's a, that's a realistic age difference. Yeah, it's still pretty extreme. Yeah, like, I wonder who he thought was his mom then. Yeah. Like, did she just go, like... Well, no, he thought he thought that um, his grandmother was his mom. Okay. Wow, man. They just lied to him for years. Yeah, they didn't tell him. Jesus. Well, they, and, they, and they never told him, apparently. They never told him. Wow, some reporter found out, and yeah. he was like, shut up, get out of my fucking face with this shit. And then, like, it turned out to be true. Man. Jesus, dude, that would just... There's a, there's a quote from, from him where he's saying, I was making the fortune for Mike Nichols, who directed The Graduate, and someone called me on the phone and told me. Unfortunately, I got official verification from June's sister, Lorraine. I was stunned. Is that it? Yeah, that's all. That's all. Of course, he was stunned. <laughs> that's all I'm going to detail about. He's like, not only was I stunned, but it spiraled me into a deep depression that I have never gotten out of, or something. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Well, Jack Nicholson, I just want you to know we're here for you if you ever need to talk. Yeah, dude. Actually, though, Jack Nicholson was one of those celebrities. Like growing up, I always thought he would be like the coolest dude to hang out with. Oh yeah, and he still would be. Like he's old now. He's been old for all, like, since I've been young. But yeah. Like, I mean, he seems like the coolest dude to hang out with. Like, he's, like, I would watch Lakers games with my dad sometimes. He's just chilling there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He just seems like the coolest guy. Like, he just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm just, he's coming back for a movie. You know, Tom Cruise tried to get him in a movie for, like, a long time. And I was like, man, if Tom can't get him to come out of retirement, then, like, who el- who is? But apparently they're remo- remaking Tony Erdman. Oh, right. Um, and he's going to be in that. And I'm like, well, this remake must be really good. Which is like French or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch the original at some point. But like... Um, yeah, I do too. Because it got a lot of buzz. Yeah. It's just like... People were buzzing the, about it. Jesus Christ, though. I mean, it's got to be a good... It's got to be a good movie if he's coming back out of retirement. Cause it's like, German. It's German. Okay. But anyway... Um, well, I feel like we got a little off the rails there. Um, but welcome to Nothing is Funny, guys. Welcome. Where we, where we talk about nothing. Because sometimes... Oh, nothing is funny. My name is Jared Queen. My name is Carmel Johnson. Uh, welcome to the show. And uh, Jack, if you're listening, we're here for you. Yeah. Hey, don't you love how like we still haven't gotten down our intro yet? I mean, I think that's fine. Yeah. I don't want it to be the same every time. I don't want people to get bored. <laughs> well, I understand that. But, like, you know, you think, like, when you're, like, because I would just immediately go, like, nothing. Sometimes nothing would, is funny. You would think that. I would think that. Yeah. But, but, uh, I, but you really you had dropped to, the ball. You had to give me a hand signal to go. Because <laughs> I was, like, is he just taking a dramatic pause? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So, anyway, I, uh, it was a fun time. Sometimes you think you were going to zig, and then we uh, don't. (laughs) Shut up. 
Anyway, so here's got, what what I want to tell you about caramel. Yeah, I want. What is this uh, stuff? It's it's. You said it's called goop. Goop. I want to know what goop. So is. yeah, uh, tell me what you think I'm gonna talk about with goop. Goop. Yeah. I assume it's like that. It's the actual official name for that silly putty stuff we mm-hmm. used to play with as kids, or like maybe it's like some kind of strange flubber substance that like scientists just recently discovered is alive. You know what? That's actually not uh, what I want to tell you about. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, Goop is Gwyneth Paltrow's oh that lifestyle brand. Yeah. Okay. What is it? What do those letters stand for? It's just uh, G for Gwyneth and P for Paltrow, and but she decided to call it Goop. Why is there a? Why are there two, why O's, are there two O's? Why didn't she just call it GP? Let me pull up the Wikipedia. I was I was reading it earlier. She gives she gives a um, she gives an explanation that um, makes a semblance of sense. <laughs> Can I just preface this before you say anything? Mm-hmm. I love Gwyneth Paltrow like a lot as an actress. I think she's very talented. I, every time I watch her on screen, I'm like, wow, I'm really impressed with your acting ability. Yeah. But anytime I hear about her and her personal life or on the news, I'm like. Wow, Gwyneth Paltrow is like freaking insane. And actually, I have a funny story about Gwyneth Paltrow to tell you. Really? Um, I mean, you can... About how I met Gwyneth Paltrow. What? Yeah, when she was filming that one movie here. You remember? What? This is is when we were were in high school. What movie? Uh, I don't know. It takes place in Texas, though. But like, it was really funny when I watched it because she's like a country singer. And like, okay. every, you know, they'll like have shots and like, here we are in Dallas, Texas. And I'm like, man, you're in freaking Nashville right now. What the hell? But, um, no, go ahead, go ahead and tell me about it. Okay. So there's this Starbucks. Okay. So I went to school in fog. Yeah. Um, high school academia, you know, whatever. Um, it was, and it was a smart person school. Yeah. Smart person school. And, you know, usually I have chance with me who was the guy who rode with me. And became uh, the rapper. Two in front, yes, Chance the Rapper. Um, he became much more successful than me and didn't help me at all, even though my mom drove him to school for four years. Wow. So whatever. What an ungrateful little yeah. man. Fuck you, Chance the Rapper. You're a piece of shit. Oh, you know what? I just remembered he's from Chicago, so... Oh, so it's a different... Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, this is awkward. Hmm. We might have, to take that, might have to take that in. Well, anyway, back. this Chance is white... <laughs> yeah, I just uh, remembered other chances black. So yeah, that's I just remembered too. So anyway, um, but yeah, usually I have my boy Chance with me, um, like, but he was sick, so he didn't come. To, he he had been sick for the last two days, and he was sick this day too. So I've just been chilling by myself. So I went to the Starbucks. It's like in this hotel. Okay. That um, whatever. Like I would go there sometimes with him and stuff and hang out. Um, like waiting for my mom to pick us up after school. Yeah. So I'm in line. You would loiter. Yes. And so I'm in line, and I'm getting the my Starbucks, and there's this lady in front of me, mm-hmm. and she's tall and blonde. Interesting. You know, and I was just chilling back there, and you know she get, orders her her coffee. I think she said her name was Gwen because they ask for your name all the time on Starbucks. I think I see where this is and going. And then, like, she turned around, and I was like. Hey, you're Gwyneth Paltrow. And she was like, yeah, I am. And then got her coffee and left. And I couldn't say anything else <laughs> other than, you're Gwyneth Paltrow. You, I didn't get a picture. I didn't get an autograph. You like, know, I don't know what I would do in that type of situation. Yeah, Actually, 
I, I can tell you about my celebrity running. Well, like, I always get really nervous when I'm around celebrities. Yeah. Even if they're, like, really low-tier celebrities. Like, I met Jerry the King Lawler, who's a wrestler. Yeah. And even around him, I was like, oh, you're, you're on TV all the time. You're Jerry, yeah. You're Jerry the King Lawler. You don't want to, like, embarrass yourself. In yeah. Front of him. Yeah, yeah. Let me look up this movie while you tell me what you're... Well, I, I think I've told you this before, but I'm I'm very confident that I shared an elevator with Kristen Shaw while I was in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And um and I couldn't place her the entire time I was in the elevator. I was like, I know I know you from ah. something. It's country strong. Country strong. Yep. It came out the same year as Iron Man uh, too. Jeff Bridges? Uh no, that's with Garrett Hudland. Oh. And Leighton Meester. Oh. Yeah. It says, A rising country music songwriter works with a fallen star to work their way to fame, causing romantic complications along the way. I'm thinking of Crazy Heart. Yeah, Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart's a good movie, though. I haven't seen Country Strong. I remember that song. That's a song that exists. Yeah. I haven't seen this movie yet. I've seen clips from it. So, oh, I got an Oscar nomination for Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures, comma, original song. Well, congrats. So, cool. But yeah, it was good. It came out in 2010. You know, Gwyneth so. sings that song, Cruisin' with Huey Lewis in the news. Baby, let's cruise. Wait, what? Away from here. She doesn't sing that with them? Mm-hmm. Nuh-uh. I don't believe you. We're going to... Salt. Sn- oh, Snopes, oh tell me if it's true. <laughs> oh my god. Hey you Siri. I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop doing this because, like, um, every single time I'm like, "That's not true," and you're like, "Yeah, it is." Here you go. What you don't know is that I've made all these websites. <laughs> <laughs> Jared invented Snopes. She definitely sings it. I don't know if she's the original person oh okay okay i thought you were saying she sings it with huey lewis in the news oh no i mean i she like that's what i've seen that's the only version i've listened to oh what the fudge i love huey lewis why do i have not all right you know what it doesn't matter i want to know what goop is Uh, according to Paltrow, the company's name is a nickname, like my name is GP, so that is really where it came from, and I wanted it to be a word that means nothing and could mean anything. Oh my god. You know, what's funny is, I'm kind of glad I didn't have a conversation with her when I met her at Starbucks, because I would have then realized that this actress I really like a lot is just kind of obnoxious in real life. Like, she seems really annoying. Yeah. You know? There are celebrities that are just out of their mind. Yeah. Well, like, also, though, can she be really annoying? Because, like, she's friends with Robert Downey Jr., and I don't feel like he'd put up with that shit. You know what I mean? That's a good point. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what her personality's like. But the reason that I started looking this up in the first place is because she went on James Corden's show, yeah. like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Did you, you saw any, you I saw, mean, I saw like, some that? clips on YouTube. I didn't watch it. I just saw, like, the thumbnails. Yeah. Well, I watched it. And she was making fun of her own, uh, you know, brand. Okay, so she's, like, cool then. All right. It still was, like, pretty weird, though. <laughs> I mean, I bet it is. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's like when Tom Cruise makes fun of Scientology. You're like, 
oh, I get you're making fun of it, but also, like, it's still really weird, dude. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know what he's said about that, but this, like... I don't think he said anything. I'm just... is <laughs> is an example. <laughs> That's a whole nother can of worms, because Scientology is super weird, yeah. and so many celebrities it, are into it. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, like, Elizabeth Moss is into that. Elizabeth Moss? Yeah, who I love. What? And it breaks my heart that, like... No way. Wait, remind me what she's in. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Who's that? <laughs> Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men. Um, from wait, is she on the uh, from Headman? Head, the Tale? the Handmaiden's Story. Yeah, <laughs> that should be like a spinoff. The Handmaiden's Story. She's like. <laughs> Yeah, you get heard of The Handmaid's Tale? I'm The Handmaiden's Story. <laughs> well, maybe me, maybe not. I do really like I do really like Elizabeth Moss. I don't know why I couldn't remember who she was. She didn't get into the Greek, really? Well, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I want to tell you about Goop. Yeah, I keep, I keep getting distracted. Goop, from this website, which started out as like a magazine, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow however you say her name i don't care anymore she sells a bunch of weird stuff she sells these bags of pills what so i'm I'm, are they gazebos (laughs) yeah uh let's see i'm going to the wellness tab of the shop of goop and the shop of goop (laughs) there's like you can buy this 90 uh dollar bag of pills called high school jeans like hold on jeans like j-e-a-n-s or jeans like gene like like genetics yeah like genetic let's talk about genetics what the fudge are they like you want to stay in high school forever that's that's what they're selling you is like you you're gonna feel young again if you get this if you get these pills well hell maybe i should do it because Gwyneth paltrow looks good she's like what 40 something yeah but I can't really see what's in them on the website. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Ingredients. Well, yeah, this doesn't help me because it's a bunch of words that I don't know. Yeah. But if you're going to buy a bag of pills, who would you trust to give them to you is my question. Uh, a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Not Gwyneth Paltrow. That's that's all I needed to say. Maybe when I saw her at the coffee shop, I should have been like, hey, can I get some of them high school jeans? And she's like, hey, hey, hey. Actually, I'm reading the description here. And um, let me tell you, I don't. this isn't really for you. Formulated for women, particularly oh, okay. in a perimenopausal or postmenopausal state. Man, that just seems... I don't know, though. Like, that just seems sketch. What other pills we got? Let me tell you, why am I so effing tired? Is is another... Uh, Wait, for real? Yeah. What are these names? Um, what? This is... So, like, it's $90 for a month supply. Or $75 if you get a subscription. So for $75 a month, Gwyneth is going to give you uh, a bag of pills. She's going to give you pills. Well, let's sign up. Okay. Is there a free trial? 
Uh, I'm going to say no. Why doesn't you have a free trial? I want to try this stuff out, man. How long has this been around? Goop has been around since 2008. I guess that's when it was a magazine or a newsletter. What the f... And then... Oh, it's it's just this year she started doing vitamins and supplements. Okay, so these aren't pills, they're vitamins and supplements. That's That's different, I guess. Yeah. Well, is it stuff that she takes? Cuz she looks good. She looks good. So you're right, maybe maybe she has the secret. Does she have anything for men on there? I don't think that that's the target. Well, here's one oh, called sexist bullcrap. I'm here, kidding. I don't. Care. Here's one called balls in the air. <laughs> what does that say? This antioxidant-rich regimen plays defense, so you can play offense, helping to unburden inflammation in the body, ensuring that all systems operate at full capacity. Formulated with a blend of building blocks that boosts the body's production of glutathione. The master detoxifier. This regimen is designed for women who function. Oh, it's intense for women. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called balls in the air? You know, she doesn't answer that on here. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe Gwyneth Paltrow has testicles. Uh, so I guess this is mostly uh, women targeted. Okay. Well, that's fair. There's plenty of sites that have, like, that screw men over as well. <laughs> I'm going to find something in the shop and ask you how much you would pay for it hey um while jared's doing that if any of our listeners get anything from goop let us know like for real like what happens i want to know so shaylin i think you're the only woman who listens to this show so you know Mm, this is all in your price range shaylin don't worry about it (laughs) how much is it (laughs) <laughs> oh, speaking of Shaylin, she just now Snapchatted me. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it is it decent? I would hope so. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get like a. I don't want to get like a dirty Snapchat from Shaylin. Okay, I'm gonna show you this picture of a ring. Okay. I'm gonna give you the description, and then I'm gonna show it to you. Although minimal by design, this oversized sequin-shaped cocktail ring done in a gorgeous yellow gold is the kind of eye-catching statement piece that instantly dresses up any outfit, be it a tee and jeans or a dress and heels. Okay. And you tell me how much you would pay for this ring. I can't see. Hang on. <laughs> I would pay five dollars. Five dollars. That seems like a fair price. Yeah. It's two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Jesus. And Gwyneth Paltrow's making <laughs> bank, dude. Holy crap! It is fourteen karat gold. Here, let me show you. Oh, it's you. fourteen karat. Okay. Well, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't tell you that. But let me show. But it, it looks like shit. <laughs> let me show you the the picture of it on a hand. <laughs> It looks just, it's just, it's just it's, a white circle. It, yeah. Oh wow. That that 
conceivably somebody is paying uh, two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> for Man, a white circle I on can, their finger. I can go like outside right now and find something on the ground that looks better than that. <laughs> yeah, like, for real, man. I'm like, wow, this rock is so there's, shiny. I'll make it into a ring. There's literally no and sell design. Sell it for two thousand dollars. Jesus yeah. Christ Almighty. Um, she's got shoes. She's got bags. She's got jewelry. <laughs> What'd you say? It's all about the jewelry. It's not even about the jewelry. I got so much jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> it's jewelry, dumbass. <laughs> oh my god. Goop has been criticized for showcasing expensive products and making out-of-touch recommendations, which Paltrow has responded to by stating that such products and recommendations are aspirational. Shaylin is saying that it's rude of us not to invite her on the podcast today. Uh, tell her to get over here. She's okay. Um, we're thirty minutes in, but um, you know, if she can make it before we're done, then we'll put her on. Yeah. How far away does she live? Well, let's call her. Let me call her. Yeah, that's an even better idea. to be all woe is me and shit hey how many times have we called people on the show not enough <laughs> she might be in class actually I feel kind of bad calling her I don't <laughs> I'm glad that's recorded <laughs> so now I'm not the bad guy anymore She just not sent me a snap though. I don't know what she's doing. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it, Shaylin. Uh, I guess you couldn't tell where she was. No, I mean her hair looked nice though. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, Gwyneth Paltrow is rich, and she just is getting richer. Yeah, apparently. But um, it's funny that, you know, when I became aware that she had this whole thing, I, I thought, are there enough people who are big enough Gwyneth Paltrow fans for her to have a, a monthly newsletter? I think there probably is. Really? Yeah, I mean, well, like, those Iron Man movies definitely helped her out a lot. Yeah. E- even though but she complains that, about like, them. It, it just, it's funny to me that, like... You don't get a... She's a side character. You don't get a sense of her as a person. I do. I like Pepper Potts. Okay. I mean, in Iron Man 2, she's kind of like a side character. And the Avengers and Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> but Iron Man 1... Well, I guess that's a good point that she's been in enough of them yeah, that, that you like, can say that. But like Iron Man 1 and uh, Iron Man 3, she's like... Actually, in Iron Man 3, she's pretty awesome in that movie. Hmm. So I liked her in that. I like that movie a lot. Everyone, It's funny. All the MCU movies people <laughs> complain about, I like really like. you know. Well, except for like the Thor movies, but whatever. You know, um, you talk about movies like that. Uh, you know. Th- oh, that reminds me. We can't do my MCU rant today because Danny's not on the show. Oh, well, what's, so, what, what's he doing? I don't know what he's doing. Danny! 
<laughs> I don't know. We'll he get just him. he said maybe next time. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I gotta do this MCU rant with you here. <laughs> Cause he's like the big MCU fan in our house. This is a request requested segment, apparently. People want you to talk about it. Yeah. Specifically, I don't remember who. I, I don't want to say their name. There there are movies that you talk about that you're like Nobody seems to like it the the way that I like it. And what I relate to that with is when Kanye's Bound 2 video came out and I was like this is really weird and and obviously it looks dumb, but I think this is really cool. And every person I showed it to was like this is really dumb. Yeah, it's stupid, Jared. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bound 2 sucks. Like that song's terrible. That video's no. terrible. I, I, it's just like it's just like him going like yeah look how hot my fucking wife is. I I think it's really that annoying. He's, he's expressing his love for Kim. Yeah, he loves her so much. He's like, hey, do you remember when we first met? Okay, I don't remember when we first met, but hey, and it's like shut up, <laughs> idiot. It's it's so honest. No, he like, doesn't like obviously. Man, whatever, dude. Obviously, there's times where he's a piece of shit. And, and he knows it. <laughs> like, I, here's the thing, Jared. I love Kanye. Yeah. And I'm glad that you got me into Kanye. I think his songs are You're welcome. legit. But Bound 2 is ass. We'll start a Twitter poll. Like, I guess. Well, you know, I'll, I'll make a post on Facebook. Who thinks yeah. uh, Bound 2 is ass and who thinks it's good? Yeah, put a, put a link to it if you can do that at the same time. Yeah, okay, I'll do that later, actually, after the show. Okay. But still. We'll get an update on that. Yeah, we'll get an update on that next episode. What, what don't you like about it? You, you don't like the I just the, think, it's, I the, think lyrics. the lyrics suck. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the beat also sucks. It's like, I know you're tired of loving, I, of loving I love with that. nobody. To love. And I'm just like, ugh. Is that, and then it, it goes like, uh-huh, honey. And I'm like, this is dumb. You know what was you know what the best thing that happened out of that was the James Franco Seth Rogen video. See, I I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, because you like the video. I like the video, and I think that the the video uh, has all this you know intentionally awkward lighting, and and James Franco and Seth Rogen are like making fun making a parody of something that's already like self-reflexive i don't think it was self-reflexive i think it was you don't stupid. you don't do the lighting that weird on know, accident man. i don't know man i know he does stuff intentionally but like sometimes the stuff he does intentionally is just stupid i i think that the the intro where you're talking about like the the music doesn't sound good uh, I I really like the the intro that sounds like a 90s r&b I mean, kind of like, thing i like 90s r&b but it's like, okay, he starts off with that, and I'm like, okay, where's this going? Mm-hmm. And then it goes, uh-huh, honey, and it's like annoying. And then it goes, bow, now, now, now. And like he starts yeah. rapping, and I'm like, ugh, this is a terrible fucking song. What it, and the lyrics suck too, Jared. The... Oh, man, what would Jerome, Romy, Romy, Rome think? <laughs> hmm. I mean, like, I'm glad See, I figured out who the... that was, but like, still. This is, um... This is my Batman versus Superman. No, it's not. Because well, how's it different? Because Bound Two is shit. See, there's like nothing really good in it. 
That's I. But Batman versus Superman at least has like that badass Batman fight that nobody can argue about. I, I we're gonna have to disagree on that. You don't like that badass Batman? No, I like Bat. I like the Batman fight, and I (laughs) and I think that Bound Two is a good song. Whatever. I uh I think that the the hard cuts maybe that throws you off. Well, he does hard cuts in his other songs, and I like them. So. I don't know. I, I like... You know, like th- none of this matters because he's fat now anyway, so... Yeah, so fuck <laughs> Been eating too many croissants. Yeah. <laughs> In a French-ass restaurant. Hurry <laughs> <laughs> up with the Amazon. No, I, I think uh, you're tired of loving with nobody to love. That's, that's a good lyric. Man, it's like one of those things that like people say is like... Man, it's so deep, but it's not deep at all. Like it's just like this surface <laughs> well, level. Well, I'm, like, I'm not claiming that it's deep, but it's stupid. it can be relatable. Yeah, it's relatable, but it's still ass. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? You're always talking about how like you don't like Taylor Swift songs because her lyrics are so basic. Yeah, and I'm glad he interrupted her at the VMA. Yeah, fuck Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> Jesus, Jared, you're a dick. <laughs> but, <laughs> no one deserves that. Like, it doesn't matter if you like them or not. Like, no, that was that was a shitty thing. Yeah. Anyway, and, but like, you know, because you're like, oh, her lyrics are shallow and they don't mean anything and they're boring and, and generic and blah blah blah. Yeah. Bound Two is like the rap version of Taylor Swift. Okay. You know, I. So it's confusing to me how you like it. I think you're just biased because you just love Kanye. You're but, just like, you just worship it eases its altar. No, it, it wasn't like I was a big fan before that song. Uh, so that song made you a big fan? Yeah. Oh my God. You're just warped. In there. I don't know what to do. <laughs> the, it, that video introduced me to like a style that I had never seen before. You mean shit, right? I, you know, you can you can say that, but here, but I'm I'm trying to tell you that that's how I feel. Like, dude, I I think you feel the same way when people bad talk Batman versus Superman, because because people see, say though, that that's, that you know, that's art. And like, all right, the thing is though, like, people will say things that aren't even like a real argument about the movie. They're like, oh, it's so dark, I can't see anything, and I'm like, how? How can, are you blind? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like, it's just annoying. Like. I'm like, I would rather have that movie with like its interesting color palette than some generic, boring ass like okay, well, MCU movie where like in the Civil War it's like they look like they're fucking fighting in a parking lot. I'm like, oh, how entertaining. <laughs> I love it so much. What a great way to light the scene, you asshats. Sure, there's there's bad arguments against the movie, but there's you know, there's good arguments against the movie too. I don't know. I, you know, I put my background cover photo or whatever. It's like I I logged in to see your arguments against BVS, and there's argument, all right, but it's like that scene that Lawrence Fishburne is holding up the blank. Oh yeah, I mean like every time people start yeah the, making you a made, point, like you made your Facebook cover photo of that. yeah every time people start making an argument about it I'm like well that's just like your opinion man, <laughs> and like at the same time I'm like yeah but did you really like watch the movie though. Yeah. Because every time people start arguing about things, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. And then when people are like, oh, I don't like the Martha moment. And I'm like, okay, well, good for you. I mean, I feel like you're totally missing the point, but whatever. I hate when people are like, oh, it's taking me out of the movie. And people are like, oh, how come Batman didn't do his research and find out that Superman is Clark Kent and that he's Martha or whatever? It's because he had like one goal in mind, and that's to kill Superman. He didn't really care. 
You know what? It doesn't matter. You got, you got me. Okay, good job, Jared. You got me talking about BVS again. Okay, good job. You know, I actually, um, I don't, I don't necessarily want to fill any more airtime with that movie. <laughs> well, stop bringing it up then. I guess the moral of the story, in my mind, is that art is subjective. Yeah, it is. There's no good or bad I don't movies. think there's any art going on with that. It's just like, look how hot my wife is. Well, it's, a, it's music. Whatever, barely. I don't know. I just don't like Bound 2, Jared. Okay. I don't know how you are not seeing my point here. I am seeing your point. I'm just, I don't like Bound 2. I don't, I don't understand Dude, why you like it so much. Don't you, don't you care how that makes Kanye feel? No, I don't care about Kanye's feelings. He's rich. He'll be fine. There, there's no good or bad songs. There's songs that people like and there's songs people don't like. There's no good or bad songs. Mm-hmm. I I I think all art there's no good or bad art. Well, that's bullshit. I think that there's What about Troll 2? Like there's there's obviously uh or Fant Forstick. There's there's technical things that you can say this, you know, doesn't do what the director wanted it to do but people could still like those those movies whatever you know what i mean i know what you mean but they're wrong so you know (laughs) (laughs) opinions can't be wrong though if someone came up to me and was like i like fant four stick and then tried to tell me why i'd be like yeah you're wrong you're an idiot i don't want to talk to you i don't want to be friends with you either I guess I struggle with like, uh, with any criti- criticism of art. Well, like, okay, I have the same issue you do, mm-hmm. but sometimes things are just so, so bad and such an obvious, blatant cash grab. Like, I know I said Troll Two. That's a bad example because that's just people. They made that movie on the cheap. They didn't really. I mean, it wasn't gonna make any money. Like, it I mean, wasn't. It, it wasn't is, a cash is, grab. Well, it is though because. Uh, they didn't have to call it Troll Two. They they wrote that's off true. the well, back that was of a some studio. Other movie. That was a studio thing. That wasn't okay. I guess, it wasn't like I guess the director or whatever. Like I do have an issue though with like these big studio movies that are made just for money. Yeah, you know, just as like a big quick cash grab. Like you know, like me and Gummy complain about the Mummy all the time. Yeah, and my mom was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I kind of like the Mummy, and I'm like, yeah, you kind of like it. That's not a high. That's not, that's high, not high praise. Yeah. You shouldn't kind of like a Tom Cruise movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You should fucking love a Tom Cruise movie. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's built his career. Like, almost no other actor has, like, a, such a, as a solid a resume as Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, people go see his movies because they're like, it's probably going to be good because it has Tom Cruise in it. So when he comes out with a bad movie, you're like, what the hell was this? Yeah. You know? Like, it's just bad. It just, it, it boggles the mind. You're like, how is this bad? Like, I don't, even like the second Jack Reacher movie, even though that was kind of generic, it still had stuff in it where I was like, I mean, yeah, this is kind of cool and like, I can, you know, there's like some kind of artistic merit there. But with like something like The Mummy, there's like no artistic merit going on. It's just literally like, we're trying to set up a universe so we can make a lot of money, like Marvel and DC. Yeah. And know? well, as I've said in the past, um, it's not an honest expression of anything. Yeah. It's and, and I even kind of have an issue with some of the new Star Wars movies as well. Sure. Like, for instance, like I love Rogue One, don't get me wrong, 
But I do have a big problem with them coming in and telling Gareth Edwards to F off, basically, and bringing in Tony Gilroy's brother to, mm. like, do all the reshoots and, like, you know, totally change his entire movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Gareth Edwards still gets director's credit, but at the end of the day, that's not the movie he set out to make. Like, the movie that we see is not the movie Gareth Edwards wanted to make. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. You know, like just like I'm having an internal struggle with this Justice League movie, because I don't know how much of it's going to be Zack Snyder and how much of it's going to be Joss Whedon, and I wanted a Zack Snyder. Th- like I would much prefer whatever Zack Snyder movie is going to come out, good or bad. Yeah. Like than like some muddled studio like cash grab movie. Yeah. You know that's why I have such a big problem with Fan Four Stick. It's because like it starts off and you're like, I mean I don't really like this, but I see where what's his face, whoever directed it, was going with it. Yeah, um, like his, I can't his remember face? his name, but he got fired from a Star what Wars movie. What is his face? And um, anyway, but he like you know I could see where he was going with it, and if they had just let him do that, I don't think I would have liked the movie. But it would have been better than that like whatever bullshit they made because it was shitty, like just absolute garbage. Like, it was like a dumpster fire. Josh like, Trank. Josh Trank. I would have much preferred just seeing like whatever the heck his vision was. Rather than that dumpster fire, we're just making this so we can retain the rights to the Fantastic Four for whatever the fuck reason. Not doing anything with it. It's not making us any money. Why do we want the rights for? It doesn't make any sense. That one got a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So I would much rather see something that's going to like... Like, you know, we watched A Cure for Wellness recently. Yeah. Not a perfect movie by any means. Right. But I really like it because it's just Gore Verbinski doing his thing it's a it's original yes it it doesn't feel like it was made to to uh set up anything it's literally just like here's this movie and you're you're gonna watch it and you're gonna be like i really enjoyed that or you're gonna be like i didn't like it yeah and then you go about your day yeah and like it has like artistic merit to it it's not like you know i don't know i just i have a problem with this like studio produced turning out janky shit to well, make that, money that's really uh and i mean i will give kanye credit he doesn't he doesn't do that he doesn't just pump out whatever yeah he is always like this is what i like although his newest album was pretty whack though <laughs> you gotta admit life of pablo uh is that it, what it it's not it's not my favorite either yeah but but there's a lot of moments in it that i like i mean yeah yeah um I mean, you know it, that, that one is really weird because it wasn't even finished when he like started releasing it he he yeah, made changes I, to it after it was already out it's so weird like just release your album when it's done man but uh there's also the fact that that's never been possible before so that's kind of a cool thing that's true that yeah. like that's pretty cutting edge <laughs> so, um yeah. so you know what i'm you know what i'm saying i just would prefer like less studio driven let's make money movies well that's honestly why i had a problem with mm, fantastic beasts because oh really yeah i don't know i can see where you're coming from with that but i want to hear your argument well they they had a good standalone story but they kept putting in stuff to set up this whole series of movies which i'm not i'm not interested in yeah i mean like i can see that you know what i mean like (laughs) I, lo- I like Fantastic Beasts a lot. My only real problem with... Uh, this is a spoiler alert, by the way, I guess. I mean, no one cares. But uh, like my big problem with Fantastic Beasts is they had the perfect actor already to play that character that they set up at the end. Yeah. You know, Colin Farrell could have played that character, you know? 
Like, why did they change Colin Farrell into Johnny Depp? Like, that's what bugged me about the movie. I was like, this is yeah. dumb. Like, don't do that. What are you doing? Um, but no, I mean, like, I will say that I think that movie set up characters that I liked. And it kind of did the same thing that the first Harry Potter did for me, where it set up this new world and these new characters that I like enough to revisit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. You know, I can see where you're coming from, though. Yeah. There is some stuff where I'm like, I don't know if this needs to be in the movie. I, you know, but it's Harry Potter. You know, it's uh, like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Like it's gonna, they're gonna make those movies. Yeah. Forever. Um, so, I'll, I'll uh, say something else that's blasphemous and and um, mm-hmm. and lose uh, all my friends. But I've never been the biggest Harry Potter fan. Yeah, I know. Um, it, it's something I struggle with. <laughs> with accepting me yeah. because of that. I'm like, do I want to call in my best friend? Because, there's the like, Harry Potter thing. There's the Harry Potter thing. Like, I, I mean, I've I've seen all the movies and, and I think that they're, uh, like, enjoyable. But, yeah, I like them all. Um, it's, um, you don't like Dobby? Dobby is a free elf. I, I don't know what there there is something that just kind of is isn't making the connection for me and and maybe it's that like uh, I you can just come up with any rules in magic like like I they guess, just they I, just keep coming up with new spells is that, is that why you like Game of Thrones is because like even though there's magic and stuff there's still like rules. <laughs> I don't really like Game of Thrones, so I don't oh, know what you're talking wait, about. Wait a minute, I thought you liked Game of Thrones. I'm certain we've talked about this. No, I thought like you were like on board now. I don't like. I mean, I I like a lot of the most recent season, but because um, like it starts paying off, and you were like, okay, now I'm on board. Now it was like worth it. I thought that's what we were discussing the other day. I, I've always thought it's super weird how the magic is in that show, where like you've got. Uh, all this stuff where magic is not involved and then something magical happens out of the blue. <laughs> I will say that is one thing that the books handle better, apparently. I haven't read the books yet, but my friends all tell me that like there's a lot more magic stuff in the book, so it doesn't just come out of left field whenever it happens. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, he sets up this real world thing, but like there's still like magic and stuff involved and it's like they talk about how the wall is infused with magic and stuff like that. So like yeah, you know, like there's, it's a lot more present on the sh- on the in the books than in the show. Like in the books, they have like Lady Stoneheart, who is um, Catelyn Stark, who was killed in season three. Yeah, like she comes back to life and like starts hanging people and like gets revenge and stuff on people who wronged her. So well, I I guess uh, like even with that fixed, I guess my my main thing with. Game of Thrones is I I'm not interested in politics and that's like the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the main they do talk about story politics of the show. a lot yeah uh, is seeing I mean it's politics in a fantasy <laughs> I don't I don't get it well like you know the whole thing that George R. R. Martin thought I think is why he started writing the books is because like in the Lord of the Rings books it ends with like and Aragorn ruled well. And, like, he was like, wait a minute, how did he rule? Like, how, what did he do about the leftover orcs? What was his position on hobbits? What was this? What was that? Yeah. You know? And, like, that is interesting. Like, I do want to know kind of, like, I mean, what did Aragorn do with the leftover orcs? Did he just let them run around doing whatever the fuck they want? Or, like... 
that's just a, a difference between me and Game of Thrones fans <laughs> because I do not. You don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I, I will say that is something I do love about Lord of the Rings is there's just like high fantasy, and when you start questioning things, you can just literally just be like, just shut up, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, one thing I'll, I'll bring this up sometimes too. I'm like, why don't they just ride those eagles everywhere? You know what yeah. I mean? But at the same time, it's it's more about like the journey. And enjoying yourself, yeah. Then it is about like, well, why don't they just ride this eagle there? You know what I mean? Yeah, so. uh, I don't really have an explanation for that, but I do like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's the best. So um, like you know, Star like you know when Star Wars got bad was the prequels when they started explaining everything. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, I don't need everything explained to me. I'm fine with having the Force be this mystical whatever thing. Yeah. Not driven by fucking metachlorians that you're like, oh, so-and-so has this many metachlorians in him, which means he's, like, really fucking powerful, dude. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, at that point, it starts turning into some Dragon Ball Z shit, which I love Dragon Ball Z, but, like, you know... Uh, well, okay, I will say the reason they have those visors in Dragon Ball Z is because people can hide their power levels. <laughs> but that's irrelevant to Wait, what I'm why? saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the Force... <laughs> you, using the Force... Uh, We're getting into some real nerd shit this episode. But oh I, yeah, in this it. episode, like <laughs> people are gonna be like, "What? It, when did they become nerds all of the sudden?" <laughs> uh, the Force in the original trilogy, uh, it like operates as this metaphor for, you know, any form of prayer, where like, yeah. where like you could, you know, if you think that through uh, religious prayer you can actually change things in the world. That's kind of what the force is like is, yeah. you know, just by concentrating. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and being one with the and force. And when you try to make it scientific, it just loses all its meaning. Yeah. You know, like I just pretend that metachlorian stuff isn't real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, whatever, man. Cause like, you know what I have, that's why I have Star Trek is because that gets into like sciencey stuff and like political things. Mm -hmm. And, and like relationships between species and like how we are as people and blah, blah blah. I have Star Wars for Star Wars. Yeah. You know, for entertainment, for enjoyment. And uh you know? well from, I mean there's good themes in Star Wars. From what but. I've seen of Star Trek, the it is really good about presenting like ethical problems. Yeah. That you kinda yeah. like this is a tricky situation. What what would you do? exactly. Yeah. Um but uh, w I think w something that Game of Thrones does is um, puts you know puts this boundary of of extreme realism around these problems where it's like there's no good solution to this so just watch it play out and and watch <laughs> everybody get screwed. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean that's just life, though, right? It's yeah, like, there's no good solution to this so just watch and. Watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say that is one thing. You, you know, you can tell that Game of Thrones fans really love that shit because in this season there wasn't really anything like that. It was more like it was more yeah. of a typical fantasy adventure, right. which I knew was going to happen eventually anyway. Because at some point you just have to start paying off, like with the things you've set up, like the high concept fantasy stuff that you've set up already. Mm -hmm. You've just got to start paying that stuff off. You can't just like, you know, like now we have our group of heroes. Now we, we kind of know what's going to happen, but I will say it's still up in the air. Who's going to make it out alive or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, I, that's why I don't understand if people are getting mad because the show still isn't over. <laughs> so yeah, well, like, I'll tell you, the I do think it's uh, really out of character for the show the way that they teased you about, like, is Jon Snow going to fall in this water and freeze to death? And oh, then yeah. And then they make you wait for him to come out of the water. Yeah. Like, that that was really out of character for the rest of the show. Yeah, I know. Because in, in the rest of the show, he would have been dead. Yeah. Like, he'd have been gone. Yeah. Um, so so I think that that's a legitimate Well, complaint. I mean, he's got plot armor, you know. Yeah. Him, him and Jamie both have plot armor and like Daenerys and Cersei and all yeah. these people have plot armor. So um I mean they just need like the thing is they just need them to be in the show like Yeah. So, you know, ne- next season I guess we'll see Yeah, next season's going to be shocking like, deaths. Next season's going to be like next season's going to be like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Cuz Every episode, someone's gonna die. I feel like, like maybe even multiple people. There's only six episodes left, man. Yeah, like everyone, everyone's life is on the line. Brienne, Jamie, the Hound, Cersei. Everybody's gonna be dying left and right. Like, so that's why I don't understand with this season. Everyone's like, no one fucking died, and I'm like, man, just wait till next season. Like, <laughs> everyone's gonna be dead by the end of this show. Yeah, except for probably like John, and he's gonna be so fucking depressed by the end. Of, he might kill himself. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Boy, I'm that sure would be—I don't—I can't think of a more disappointing ending, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what would be a good ending though is if John he gets the Iron Throne and everyone thinks he's going to be this great ruler and stuff. Because you know you've seen him in the show and you—you've seen like he's this great leader, right? Yeah. You're like, oh man, what a great leader he is. So he's on the throne. He has Daenerys's baby with him. Yeah. As his son, but Daenerys has died and childbirth or whatever. Okay. And. Everyone that he loved who, like, helped support him and stuff is gone. So now he's just, like, stuck with people that he doesn't really know. And then, like, they flash forward a few years, and he ends up being exactly like the Mad King. Hmm. I mean, it'd be a really dark ending. Yeah. But it'd be a pretty, pretty, be a pretty ballsy, badass ending. Well, it's not a show that's afraid to have dark things happen to people that you love. So. Yeah, I know. Um... There's one thing that I have to say, and that's that uh, Cruisin' was originally written in 1979 for Smokey Robinson. Uh, <laughs> and, Back uh, to Cruisin'? And the 2000 version that was performed for the film Duets is by Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis. But um, I feel bad for only knowing that version. <laughs> and that's okay. Well, um... That's, uh, we've been talking for an hour, so I guess it's time to... Oh, is it over? It's time to... I'm sorry, Shaylin, you couldn't join us today. Um, maybe another time. Danny, uh, you're officially uninvited to the podcast. Yeah, I, um, fuck you, Danny. And, um, uh, David, have a good day. Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, listeners... I don't and know that's who's listening anymore. Uh, that's what I uh, think about SpongeBob. So, um, Carmel. All right, I guess we're done here. <laughs> bye bye. Au-, au revoir, Senor. Have a good life. <laughs>